When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. The third pick belongs to the Portland Trailblazers. The second pick will be made by the Charlotte Hornets. And that means that the number one pick in the 2023 NBA draft goes to the San Antonio Spurs. Let's go! Dude, hilarious. It's just a quiet, depressed room. It's it's the greatest prospect in 20 years, Victor Wembanyama, And uh, and this guy for the Spurs is just, woo! Let's go! Let's get drunk! Just like Stone Cold Steve Austin's a yep. couple, a couple beers. Oh my gosh, yeah, that was amazing. Um, by the way, the Spurs are they just like the luckiest lot to get Tim Duncan? Yep. The one year they were bad. The one year they were bad because David Robinson got injured. You know, twenty five years ago, and whoop, whoop, surprise, number one overall pick, Tim Duncan dynasty. So does Pop stick it out now? I gotta I mean, yeah, think. Right? He probably coaches for a couple more years. And then maybe transitions to like a front office kind of advice. I mean, he's in his seventies, right? Pop's got to be got to be in his seventies like at this point for a while. So I'll check that because he has uh, looked yeah. old for a long time. This is the type of reason why you would potentially stick around. I do have a nuclear blockbuster Timberwolves trade idea that I was workshopping with Kyle Tige last night. Seventy four. Seventy four mm-hmm. years old. Yeah, he can stick around for a couple more years, Coach Victor. Um, I'm going to run a, a reckless idea about you guys here today. We can flesh it out. Reckless speculation. Reckless speculation Thursday on a Wednesday. Do want to shout out here uh, the report from Dave McMenamin. So who sent it? Dex, did you send us this? Who sent this? Oh, actually, Kyle just texted me this from Flagrant House. He said, have fun in your show today. And it's a, it's a report from Dave McMenamin. So the Lakers, who lost game one last night, they may have to make some adjustments to their lineup again, including maybe bringing D'Lo off the bench. D'Lo was benched last night again. Mm. He was a minus 25 in that game. The Lakers made that big comeback with him on the bench. Just a classic, like, 4 for 11, you know, under 40% from the field. Just didn't make an impact. McMenamin on the Lakers potentially bringing D'Lo off the bench. Quote, multiple team sources told ESPN there is concern the team could lose the 27-year-old point guard if he views the adjustment as a demotion after starting every other game in the postseason. It's always funny. Like, I always get all these weird, I don't know if they're bots, like if there's like D-Lo bots on Twitter, 
But every time I tweet anything critical about D'Angelo Russell, I get like a hundred D'Angelo Russell defenders that just rush. It's like, where are you coming from? Why are you standing for this mediocre point guard, this overpaid, disappointing former number two overall pick? And then they get very quiet when he has a minus 25 performance like last night. So that's, that sounds like something I've heard before. Um, so that's so here's what's weird about it. Okay. Why do you have to be concerned about, quote, losing D'Lo? Like, I could see, like, if it's LeBron or something, right? Like, a very important, incredibly important player, and you have to sort of tread lightly. I can even sort of see it with Cat at times, okay? Because when Cat's playing well, it's important. But, I mean, D'Lo, to me, should be the type of dude who adjusts to what you're doing. Well, yes. Well, I think the answer to your question is, long-term, who cares if you lose him? You're not going to pay him $30 million a year. Mm-hmm. His contract's up. Short term, you, you're trying to win a championship, and you do need all of your rotation guys to be as good as they can be. So you do, in the next two, you know, well, the next two weeks and the next month, ideally you'd like him playing as well as he can play. And so if sure. he's like, but then again, if you have to worry about a guy putting himself before the team and mentally checking out during a Western Conference Finals, come on, guy. I think I would have LeBron go talk to him and say, you will stay engaged no matter what you're doing. I think he had that conversation with him upon arrival, too. I think there were some reports that, hey, don't mess this thing up. We got a good thing going here. And uh, just kind of fall in line behind me and AD and listen to Darvin Ham and let's let's go from there. I love love the term fall in line, too. That is also a great one. Why don't you just fall in line here, D'Angelo? Like you're, you're literally playing with two Hall of Fame players. Fall in line. A good one. Yeah. Another good one that we yeah. don't talk about. It's enough. not quite shut up and dribble because that's too aggressive. Well, that's just, yeah, just fall, fall, yeah. In line. Yeah, fall, fall in line. line. Fall yeah, in line. Yeah. Know your space. You worry about good you. Job. That's always my my father's big advice. You always used to say to people, "You worry about you. You worry about you, D'Angelo." I would probably follow yeah. that too. That's especially true for like workman like right. Like there, there are some folks who have they're very very smart and they can worry about a lot of things because it's like okay, I trust you to do that. But there's a Guys like D'Lo drive me crazy because it's like, how do you not see your role in life, dude? No, he's That's a killer, man. I'm a killer. I know, man. but I mean, I need to spread my wings. But what's no? But what you drives... need to sit outside the arc and hit open threes when but LeBron what, passes to you. What makes me crazy about D'Angelo Russell is that he should be because he thinks he's super smart. So if he's as smart as he is, he should say, you know what? I'm really not that smart. I'll fall in line. Like LeBron can worry about lots of things. That's fine. That's cool. He's, He's the visionary. James. Yes. yes. Anthony Davis is the best player on the team. LeBron's yes. now the the visionary. Yes. D'Angelo, you shouldn't have to worry about like hurting his feelings. It should be AD and LeBron, and then what, how, whatever else you need to do with all the other pieces to win a series against the Nuggets. You shouldn't have to worry about that. But Amen. it's no longer the Timberwolves' problem. Um, okay. Do you guys want some reckless speculation Thursday on a Wednesday? Obviously. There, there are rumblings that I heard last night that this might, let's just say, surpass reckless speculation. Into what? Into nuclear, is there another level nu- beyond nuclear, nuclear? Nuclear speculation. You know what? If you were this to is an Defcons, atom bomb of speculation. If you were to the Defcons, aggression. You know, do you want to play a game? This is one of the Defcons <laughs> that's very, very serious. So okay, so last night. Uh, Kyle, my 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 friend and co-host on Flagrant House, Kyle Tige and I were texting, and I will give him full credit 
because he floated the initial idea. He texted me after the draft lottery. Cat for the number three pick? Eyeball emojis? Question mark? It's an interesting. Okay. So Portland has the number three overall pick. And Declan's the one who's, yeah, who's the official Portland Trailblazers I mean, insider here on the show. So I'll, I'll defer any and all actual inside and yes. leave the speculation up to me. Leave yep. the he's like the shams or the woge of yeah, any sort of Timberwolves Blazers. I'll get transaction. So. Once once we have it finalized, I'll send it over and we'll, we'll see how this tastes. I'll let you know. So first, we need to start with you. I, I hate it when people just throw random ideas. What if you did this right trade machine? I think there needs to be. It's like in wrestling. Declan and I love wrestling. I hate it when there's just like a random match. at a. No, I need a story. Yeah. What's the why behind yes. the WrestleMania match? What's the, what's going to get me emotionally invested here? What's going to get the Wolves and the Blazers to actually tango in a trade? <laughs> and I teased this on Twitter. And a lot of people are like, like they're already they're already photoshopping like Damian Lillard and Anthony Edwards next to each other in a Timberwolves jersey. The Timberwolves aren't going to trade for a 30. Damian Lillard's one of the great players of our generation. They're not going to trade the farm. They're not going to swap cat. They're not going to trade for Damian Lillard. And by the way, if Lillard wants to go somewhere, there's a million other places he'd probably rather go. Maybe he wants to team up with Joel Embiid. So it's not Damian coming to the Wolves. The Wolves are looking to potentially, if they do decide to trade Carl Anthony Towns, unclog the organization, unclog the paint, get rid of a Supermax contract that they could eventually clear up space to for Anthony Edwards' financial growth, Jade McDaniel's financial growth, sell high on Carl Anthony Towns before another you know public playoff failure potentially, and keep building out a young nucleus that fits around Ant. Guys who are closer to the age of 21, 23, that fit around Anthony Edwards. Right? So that would be a motivation for the Wolves. Carl Anthony Towns is your biggest trade asset. I don't think you just get better by getting rid of him. You need to get something in return that makes sense, but there's real steam there, right? Yep. Blazers motivation. Well, Damian Lillard is turning, like I said, 33 years old. It's desperation time, man. Like, you might only have another year or two. He's had some injury issues. I think they won 32 or 33 games this year, so like they have to make a big move of some kind to shake this thing up if they want to make it happen in Portland. So could you pair Damian Lillard with another star player in his prime, a dynamic offensive Robin, if you will. One final push would be the motivation for Portland to trade Damian Lillard. So here's my trade, and we can talk through this, all right? All right, let's do it. Here's what the Blazers get. Reckless speculation. You guys can write this down if you want to, if you want to keep track. Oh, yeah. The, the Blazers get Carl Anthony Towns. You get, you get five years of Carl Anthony Towns. So you'd get the full Supermax contract all the way through his age, I think, 32 season. You get five years of Carl Anthony Towns. Basically, the rest of his prime, he's yours. And I'm going to send Torian Prince, a 29-year-old, good, solid, 3-and-D, slashing wing player, an adult in the room to play next to Damian Lillard. So the Wolves then would have to get back. They'd have to get back salary within... uh, you know, a range of like 33 to 52, 54 million to make it work with an NBA rule. So some of this is the Wolves getting assets back. Some of it's having to match salaries. So the Wolves would get the number three overall pick. We can talk about what that may be. Probably, I mean, they're not going to get Victor. He's going number one to the Spurs. So it's probably either Brandon Miller, who's the six foot nine. I guess you'd call him a power forward, small forward, kind of a Paul George type profile from Alabama. 
or maybe like a Scoot Henderson, the point guard, combo guard, who's projected in the top three, too. So you get a good young 19-year-old player. I'd ask for another future first-round pick as well. Anthony Simons, who is the dynamic 23, uh, 23-year-old combo guard that scores, what, 22, 23 points a game. He's all offense, no defense. He's all gas, no breaks. Uh-oh. Makes about $24 million a year, but he would be scoring punch, a guy that could help when Anthony Edwards is not in the game. Who scores points for the Wolves when Cat's out? That was a real issue, right? Well, a guy like Anthony Simons would come in and be able to drop 25 or 30 points on your head if you're not careful. And then to fill out the rest of the uh, the salary matching, the Blazers would also send, it's more of a salary filler here. He's, he'd be a rotation piece, but uh, Nasir Little, he's a 23-year-old rotational wing player. Just kind of a guy, but can shoot some threes. Sure. 15, 20 minutes a night if needed. And then uh, Nurkic's contract. So Nurkic is their seven-foot big man who's just, just kind of a meh big man. $18 million a year. I think there's like three years left. I would say you'd try to spin him to a third team. So you'd take on Nurkic's contract slot, right. spin him to a third team. So, again, Cat, Torian Prince to the Blazers, mm-hmm. the number three overall pick, another future first-round pick, and a dynamic 23-year-old combo guard in Anthony Simons, plus a rotation guy in Nasir Little who kind of fills the salary gap, and then you would move the Nurkic contract for something else. I don't know what that would look like. I would beg for uh, for Shaden Sharp, who was the seventh overall pick like a year ago. He's a 19-year-old potential killer scorer guard, but I think the Blazers would probably draw a line. They would probably draw a line at, we'll give you either Shaden Sharp or you can have the number three overall pick. It's up to you. We're not going to give you both. Okay. So that's my, that is my say goodbye to Cat, say hello to young 19, 23-year-old assets to build around Anthony Edwards trade. What's the scouting report on the uh, potential third pick, though? So you, you brought up two names, two guys. What's, yeah. the, what's the scouting report on them? Well, let's go to the ringer.com here for an in-depth. So there's basically two guys. I'm glad that, I asked because you were yes, prepared. That's very good. I am good. very prepared this for was this. Not, this was not practice, folks. No, this was not. We did not. This was just not. spontaneous greatness. I know people think that, my, you, you got your show is so great. Yeah. You guys must just you know, practice for hours a day, rehearse your shows. <laughs> no, note this, because someday when we're all on, on the stage at the podium at the Pavic being inducted, <laughs> I, I want to use this as an example of how spontaneously this yes. show flowed. Yes. So, okay. So, again, if they get the number three pick, the Spurs are taking Victor, so... There's no shot there. The Hornets have the number two pick. They need size, so they'd probably take the Alabama six foot nine, two hundred fifteen, two hundred twenty pound player Brandon Miller. All right, but but there's a chance that there's some uh, red flags there that we can get into. Yes. Maybe he falls. So I would say Brandon Miller and Scoot Henderson are the two likeliest players that you would be looking at with the third overall pick. So Miller went to Alabama for a year. Uh, Scoot Henderson skipped college and played in the G League instead. So the G, the G League has a team. It's not assigned to a city. It's based in Nevada, but it's it's just a team that says, hey, if you're a college player that doesn't want to play college, we'll pay you a half million dollars. You can come play here. And so you, he was one of those guys. So let's start with the Scoot Henderson scouting report from the ringer.com. Shades of Russell Westbrook and Derrick Rose. Mm, okay. So... Initiator of the offense, but Energizer Bunny player, great dynamic scorer getting to the rim. The shooting 
leaves a little bit to be desired. He's also 19 and could get better at that. Supreme athlete who wants to bury his opponents with ferocious dunks and has the skills to both lead an offense and energize a defense. His main skill sets include, number one, human highlight reel. Number two, great feel for the game. Number three, great athleticism. Number four, he's got that dog in him, which I kind of like that because that's one of the big criticisms of some of these Wolves players like D'Lo and Wiggins and Cat. They don't have that dog in him. I think Anthony Edwards... Ant's got some dog. Has that dog in him, right? Mm-hmm. So not a great outside shooter yet. He did show some improvement in his uh, only season in the G League, but you'd be getting a guy, again, if he develops shades of Russell Westbrook, Derrick Rose. Those guys can be a little inefficient sometimes, but in their prime, both excellent players. Brandon Miller's scouting report. Shades of Paul George, a tall scorer with playmaking skills who can do everything on the court, elite shot maker, I should be hitting the football sounder during these. Football. Basketball. Yeah. Hoops. Yeah. Hook shots. Fadeaways. Elite shot maker who displays an aptitude for hitting movement threes off handoffs. Football. And pick and pops. Has clean, effortless mechanics. His main skill sets include human highlight reel, great feel for the game, positional versatility. You can move him around. You play small, he could play the four. You want to play big, you play three, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, and a very good perimeter shooter. Now, he may have been an accessory to a murder down in Tuscaloosa. Yeah, this is what I was going to say. But he hasn't been charged or anything. He was at the draft lottery night just hanging out. So, I don't know. He may have handed a gun to someone that killed someone. Yeah, I think That's they made a very. I think they have, if I'm not mistaken, made it very clear he's not going to be charged. Like, yeah. it's a weird story. It's like a Ray um, Lewis guess, type of situation, right? You're just kind of, oh, that this thing well, Ray, happened. And... Ray Ray might have actually been more. I think this guy brought, so his buddy said, bring the gun, and he did. And then, unfortunately, was used to kill pe- people, but he didn't pull the trigger. Mm. So it's a very weird story. But I guess I would want to vet that thoroughly uh, because his scouting report does intrigue me more than Scoot's. Okay. So your so you're Wolves, let's say it's Scoot. All right, let's say the, the Hornets need some size. Let's say the Hornets go Brandon Miller and you go Scoot Henderson with the third pick. If this, again, we are well down the path of a hypothetical, on, reckless, Mackie. nuclear this is never You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to tweet that I'm mad at Score North right now. <laughs> so the Wolves starting five would be, I think, Anthony Edwards, Anthony Simons, Jade McDaniels, Kyle Anderson, and Rudy Gobert. So Kyle Anderson would, would play the four, Jade McDaniels. Uh, again, Simons is atrocious defensively, but the other four guys in that starting lineup are not. You go from competent to very, very good defensively. So yep. you wouldn't at least you wouldn't have a bunch of other sieves, because that's that was the Blazers problem. Damian Lillard's not a great defender and Simons is a sieve, and if it's just a bunch of sieves, then you're screwed. And then your bench would be Scoot Henderson. You gotta figure out what to do with Mike Conley in this scenario. Cause I don't I don't think you're let's say you started Conley with Edwards. Now is are Simons and Scoot coming off the bench? Simon started for the Blazers. Would he come in and be a okay just being like a sixth man? I wouldn't worry too much about that. Conley's age and, and I mean he misses time. Yeah, I think he'd be fine. I wouldn't be too concerned. In fact, I, I think that, that he could be actually an incredibly valuable veteran asset to help you. Yes. If yeah, I mean, the problem would be you'd literally have, like, two ball handlers on your bench in Scoot Henderson, who you're, you're not just going to sit him. He's the third overall pick. So 
I don't know, maybe the best play is Conley starts, and then you have Scoot and Simons coming off the bench. But you'd have to figure that out. I, I haven't gone quite that far in this hypothetical. Yeah. Uh, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, Nas Reed re-signing. He'd have to come off the bench because he doesn't really, to this point, he doesn't profile well with Gobert. He's not really... So you'd right. probably have to bring Nas Reed off the bench, but he'd get minutes. Uh, and then Nasir Little, Wendell Moore, Josh Minot, Luke Garza, and then maybe like another big. So there you go. I just fixed the Timberwolves. Huh. For a long haul. Bravo. You want, you want my uh, little Shams update here? Oh, are we doing live reporting right now? He's gonna, he's gonna, they're going to crap on this, aren't they? This has already gone to Portland, and we might have a yes. <laughs> Great have, idea. I have sent this idea to to someone. Did you send the exact... The exact, exact trade or just the idea? Exact parameters. All right. Response back. From someone who knows the inner workings of the Blazers thinking. Can we characterize it that way? Mm-hmm. Okay. Quote, that's certainly the kind of trade they'll be looking for. Oh! Well, congratulations. Amazing. That is uh that is a very interesting so the door is open. Uh according to what we what we just did, yes, apparently. Uh, My hypothetical open. trade and Declan's hypothetical reporting, yes, the door is very much the door is open. Open for that trade. NBA when real GM. Everyone else is gonna be start aggregating this here momentarily in the next hour. <laughs> Yep, when you are as plugged in as this show is on matters of the Portland Trailblazers, the door is open. Yeah. Yes, and the door is open, too, speaking of Maya Mackey, for your animal to eat Nutrisource foods and treats. I got another Carl Anthony Towns. This isn't my own speculation. There's a Bleacher Report thing about Carl Anthony Towns we'll get oh, to yeah. Oh, yeah. in a second. But uh, Nutrisource is the official dog and pet food of Score North, Purple Daily, and Maya Mackey is always very happy when she gets that big scoop of Nutrisource chicken and rice. And she is young and vibrant and full of life. Stella, well, she's like 11 or 12. She is f- full of piss and vinegar, but you know what keeps her healthy and happy? Nutrisource, the training rewards treats, of course, but every day, uh, breakfast and dinner, and Stella has never been more vibrant than she is now. Your pet will appreciate it as... Well, that little guy right there. Score North's favorite employee, little Vinny Goff here. Uh, you know, there's a lot of moving. There's boxes. There's things going in and out of the apartment. That's a stressful time for a dog. But what's going on here? You're taking away my home. Well, actually, buddy, we're getting you even a better home, so you're not living on the sixth floor, and that's a story in its own right. But when he's freaking out, you just hand him a little Nutrisource calming treat, right? A little little treat to just kind of let him, hey, buddy, you're okay. It's a little sit, a little shake of the paw. It's all going to be good from our friends at Nutrisource. A shout-out, too, to our friends at Dennis Kirk. So Dennis Kirk is here to support riding season. Whatever you ride, a Harley, Indian, Metric Cruiser, sport bike, you'll find what you need at DennisKirk.com so you can ride more and wait less. Over 180,000 parts and accessories in stock, clothing and helmets as well. Shipping is free for orders over $89. If you order by 8 p.m., they ship the same day. Everything you need for your ride at DennisKirk.com. One quick caveat here. So Carl Anthony Towns, I believe he can't be traded officially until after July 1st. 
mm-hmm. just based on like his when he signed his contract and league rules and whatnot. Doogie would know more about that than old Macadac here. But I think what happens sometimes, because the draft happens in like mid or late, late June, you would do, didn't this happen with, the Timberwolves have done this before, I feel like, where like the Blazers would make the pick. And then and then terms are agreed upon. Yeah. Terms are agreed upon, but the deal can't be consummated until this date. And nope. then you send the you send the player right, and then the guy puts your hat on, despite the fact they're talking about the, the about the fact that his thing. rights have been transferred. <laughs> and then he's got to talk about Laurie Markkinen. I am so happy to be a Timberwolf for thirty seconds. That's right. That's right, Laurie Markkinen. Was, yeah, it was Markkinen. the one that got away, man. Yeah. So uh, all right. So before we get to this this other cat thing, all right. So we where are we at? Are you guys yay or nay on this? Who says no on this? I I, I mean I'm I'm in on it. Um, I think convincing Portland still to like Cat is still a little bit of a long shot. I'm just trying to figure out the fit there with Cat and Dame. Um, you know, or 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 do they do? Does Portland does Portland route Cat to the Knicks or that in a Julius Randall swap? Mm-hmm. And Julius Randall makes his way over to Portland to be the sidekick for Dame. This is how like four team blockbusters get built, by the way. Yes. And the NBA. And it's like the Wolves are like, this sounds great. We we want nothing to do with Nurkic. We're not going to play him. So then they get a third team involved. And then the Blazers are like, cool, cool. What Man, what what if instead of Cat, we could get Julius Randle? And then, boom, there's a fourth team involved. Yeah, I think you need a third team, if not a fourth team involved. Kind of like the Wild when they facilitated the Ryan O'Reilly trade, Judd. Right? Like, no, no, Ryan O'Reilly, his rights were I here for like help. 90 minutes. and uh, Yeah, he, yep. The best center in Wild Franchise history too. Yep. Not the jersey hanging from the rafters. That Damn guy right. ain't, ain't it. Yeah. So t- so tell me about the Knicks trade because I think I, I want to consider both your proposal and the Bleacher Report proposal. Okay. So this is I don't know that this is a specific proposal. It's a report from uh, from Bleacher Report. Okay. I'll just read it to you guys. Several NBA sources over the past couple of years have expressed they believe the Knicks will ultimately end up with Carl Anthony Towns, a CAA client because of the the connection to the Knicks front office. Yep. If so, would the Knicks want to add Towns to complement their top three or send out Randall or Barrett? No one polled, let's see, no one polled expects Brunson to be available. They'd be crazy to flip him after a year. He's their heartbeat right now. But uh, sourcing was of mixed opinion on what's next for New York. Other big names suggested as potential Knicks targets include Bradley Beal, Kyle Kuzma, uh, generally speaking, the Knicks could be a suitor for the next star who demands a trade. Should opportunity strike, the Knicks may not have to break up their top three players with Rose and Fournier as outgoing salary blocks, so they could make salary matching work with like the Fournier. Fournier makes like fifteen million, I want to say. If so, the team could include its Hall of Picks and some of its younger players like Robinson, Quickly, Grimes, or Toppin. So, I don't think the Wolves would be interested. in in a Towns for Randall swap, because again, Randall's around the same age. Yeah. Barrett makes me a little nervous because he's multiple years in now and he just, he's kind of a volume scorer. He's not a very efficient player. So, but there's just add this, just another piece of red meat for the <laughs> Towns to the New York Knicks speculation that's going to continue to happen, I'm guessing, over the next two months. This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad? Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines 
and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. So I, I got to think that, well, odds are probably against Towns actually being traded. I got to think that there's going to be discussions like this. Like, I, I have to. Like, you can't watch what transpired, I don't think, and just safely say, ah, let's run it back. I think you act, I, I think you have to engage in discussions. And the thing, too, is, and I'm going to make an assumption here. I'm going to make the assumption Tim Conley is staying. Yeah. Like, which is an assumption in and of itself. But if Tim Conley is staying, too, he has now had a year to sort of watch this whole thing, right? And that's going to color his views a bit. So while I think at the end of the day he doesn't trade Cat, I do think that this team has a legitimacy to it that goes beyond just simple score north reckless speculation. So, but just to unpack that for a second. So you believe Conley stays. You well, believe he doesn't trade Cat, but you also believe that you can't run it back. I also believe that he will engage because it's hard to make trades. That, that big i mean it can be it can be let's just say dangerous um but i think that cat is the one guy to shop i think that Conley probably has some serious and finch probably some serious remorse about the draft picks lost and i think that the more that you watch and are around cat including behind the scenes i think the temptation goes up to part ways with him so do you think but you don't. You said you don't think they're going to trade him. I don't think they're going to because I do think that trade w- would be difficult to make. Like I don't think they're going to, to to go back to what you said at the outset of this bit, Phil. I don't think that they're going to give him away or like make an irresponsible trade. I think that they would have to come away feeling privately like they won the trade. So the odds are probably against it. But I do think that there very well could be serious discussions. So it's not going to shock me. Right, but just. Well, my last question to you is, but you also think that they're not going to run it back or do you, are you saying that they, that they are going to run it back, but they shouldn't. And then they'll get crucified. I think Tim Conley's preference is going to be not to run it back if he doesn't have to. But I also think that his butt is on the line big time now. And again, he's going to have to feel like he won the cat trade. So if cat is traded, it's going to have to feel like a win which is going to be difficult because I think Cat is well known enough around the league that I'm not sure that you're going to get exactly what you want. But I think Tim Conley's preference probably would be to not have to run this thing back. And I also think, last point here, his comments at the end of the season about Ant were very telling. Mm-hmm. Because what he basically said is this is his team. We're going to, I mean, he said what we've been saying, but we're just three yahoos who yap about this and watch games. Um, the guy that runs the team basically said, no, he is our guy. He is the guy. And so when you say that to me, you can't tell me that that's not at least some type of, of warning shot to Cat about be prepared that you talk a big game, dude, but this is Ant's team. Well, uh, to me, the key quote or the key like, snippet from, from Tim Connolly's postseason exit interview with the media is he said not only what you just said, which is we want to make sure that everything we're doing is fortifying Anthony Edwards. And then he said, 
we want to make sure we're putting winning players around him. And what we don't know is if you were to go line by line on this roster, does he think all the players on this roster are currently winning players? Are there some players he doesn't think are winning players? D'Angelo Russell historically has not been a winning player, unless you just want to blame everything around him, the coaching, the organizations, the teammates. It's like, man, these basketball rosters are pretty small. When you're making a lot of money, you're expected to influence winning. And Carl Anthony Towns has been the same way. The Timberwolves historically are 60 games under 500 when Carl Anthony Towns plays. And some of that was early on, and some of it's organizational dysfunction. Uh-huh. So I'm not putting it all on Carl. And there's a big discussion here to be had about the Timberwolves player development since the early 2000s and how they've had a lot of good players just like either be not maximized or didn't have the motivation to rebound like Andrew Wiggins for whatever reason. But then another thing you said is, and I agree with this, to what extent is the word out on Carl Anthony Towns that the reasons why the Wolves would potentially want to trade him that the rest of the league also knows those things, and now you're sort of hamstrung trying to get 50 cents on the dollar. And that's the beauty of a team like the Blazers. The Blazers are not Miami. They're not this super appealing market, this destination that players want to go play for, Los Angeles. You know, D'Lo gets traded to Los Angeles. It's like, yes, thank God. Players go to Miami, and it's this amazing experience. It's funny, the Knicks have actually struggled to get star players, but there's players that would love to go to New York. Barely anyone is dying to go to Portland, right? So the only way that the Blazers can get a player of Cat's caliber, even if he's kind of broken, is to trade for him. And sometimes, like, the Blazers could have been, I'm sure, in the mix to trade for other star players, but they might have leverage and say, well, I only got a year left on my contract, so you can rent me for a year, but then I'm probably not going to stick around in Portland. Mm-hmm. I love Portland, by the way. It's the Pacific Great Northwest, city. beautiful area. But, sure didn't sound like it. But I'm, I'm just speaking on behalf of the league. But that's the beauty. Cat is under contract for five years. And if the Blazers decide, well, yeah. this is the this is our path. We're desperate. They are desperate. They only have maybe a year or two left to make it happen with Damian Lillard, a t- the the best player, maybe in franchise history. All due respect to Clyde Drexler, oh boy, and whoever boy. else. Didn't Bill Walton play for the Blazers back in the day too? For a while. Okay, I think Dame's probably the best player in franchise probably. history. Rasheed Wallace was there. He's probably Clyde the Clyde was Mighty Mouse. Damon Stoudemire. Yeah. Okay. Terry, Terry Porter though. was a good role player for the Blazers. <laughs> you just naming arbitrary Porter. J.R. Ryder went yeah. there for a while. <laughs> Scotty Pippen. Scotty Pippen. Huh? Oh, God. Huh? Scotty Pippen is a rocket, right? Oh, but the Blazers, my point is the Blazers could look and say yeah. the same thing and say, well, yeah, he's kind of, he's just kind of a mopey personality and he definitely shrinks in big spots in the playoffs and whatnot. But boy, when he's playing at his best, he's a unicorn. And. It's not like we have five options to choose from here, so let's make it happen. I think that end of the season presser by Conley, though, said a lot. Like when when you're talking about Ant the way that, that he did, and I don't disagree with him, but it was still it was still pretty frontal as to who the face of this franchise is going to be. And then when you do say, as you just talked about, Phil, winning players, who else is that about? Like, that's not about guys off the bench. Well, we want to put winners, but like, okay. Wendell nice. Moore is not yeah, a winner. Exactly. That, that to me is, is, you know, you spent a year now watching this guy and you saw everything too. So it's not just like what, what we saw. You saw all the warts, the mysterious the injury timeline yeah. and all that stuff. Well, and then, you know, I'm sorry, but 
if I am in Tim Conley's shoes and Kat goes to a reporter in town and evidently makes up the, you know, there, there was a setback, a bad setback. And the Wolves are like, there really wasn't. And Kat, you know, Kat tries to sell this. He's trying, he's trying to control a narrative that didn't exist. And then the last thing with Kat too is, and we, we discussed this, you know, it sounds like the Wolves have to a large part thrown up their hands and said, we really can't control them. So the only way to really control them is to jettison them. Yeah. And that's, you know, this will be such a, such a crazy next six or seven weeks. Buckle up. To Duke's point, while Duke's thinks that if a move with Cat is, is going to be made, it's going to be made a year from now, you know, flat out, we know that if you're ever going to trade him, now is the easiest time, mm-hmm. not next year. So, yeah, let us know, and I say this while I duck behind my screen here, let us know on the YouTube comment section or hit us up on Twitter, what do you think of this? Would you do this if you were the Wolves? Would the Blazers say yes to this? Who says no? to this reckless Carl Anthony Towns nope. to the Blazers for the number three overall pick. Reckless. Sounds like Idea. Portland said yes already. <laughs> yeah, that's what I heard. It sounds like Portland texted Declan. <laughs> they said, yeah, we're yeah, in. We'll yes, all caps. Where do we sign? We should all email this to Tim Conley just to make sure he has it too, just in case he needs some ideas to be sparked. So anyhow, all right, we got to we gotta, we gotta go. We got to go because we have predictions and an accountability session to also get to today on both Minnesota Sports with Maggie and Judd and Purple Daily. See ya.